Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anything Goes, our first episode, and we've titled it Things That Make You Go, Hmm. Now, the focus of this is going to be on Karens, because there's nothing more annoying in our world today than these Karens. So for those of you who don't know what a Karen is, a Karen is somebody who makes issues out of nothing that's an issue at all. They like to stick their nose in and do things and say things just because they want to be annoying. They have no basis in anything, generally. They think they do. That's the sad thing. The sad thing is, is that Karen thinks that they're 100% correct about everything. They think that their way is the only way. They think that if they have a complaint, it's a legitimate complaint because they're making it. Not because there's any basis in it. I'll give you a couple examples. The big one right now is Karen's flipping out over people not wearing masks anywhere. So a Karen believes that if you, even in your house, you should be wearing a mask 100% of the time. If you go to YouTube, there's thousands of videos of these Karens who are walking around with their phones recording just to try to start issues with people not wearing a mask. Now, look. I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, the rules are the rules. We need to get rid of this COVID thing. And if wearing a mask is going to do it, then, you know, I'm all for it, whatever. I'm not sure that that's really anything that's going to, to solve the problem. Um, I don't think that the, the science is there. I mean, obviously, you know, it does have some type of, protection against transmission of this of covid um but in general uh, you know i just don't know um and i don't think anybody really does i think they like to assume but these karens <laughs> they make you laugh uh you know i've watched hundreds of videos of these folks like i said just walking around holding their cameras filming people and then not only just filming them but approaching them and causing conflict and then they get butt hurt when the person tells them to go fuck themselves i mean and then they call the police of course you know once they once they feel you know and then it's all all of a sudden a karen will this is this is the a karen it's a passive aggressiveness is what it is a karen will cause the issue irritate the shit out of somebody and then turn around and, and then play the victim. I mean, that's just what they do. So here's an example. Guys in a grocery store shopping. He's with his, I'm assuming wife, significant other, whatever. She's wearing a mask, the wife, significant other. He's not. Karen decides that it's her job she's now the grocery store police and she's going to walk up to this guy and she's going to say 
you need to wear a mask. Keep in mind that while she's saying this, she's like within six feet of this person. So she's already violating, you know, another part of our COVID rules while she's initiating this irritation. Of course, then the, the guy, you know, the guy says, yeah, I whatever. You know what? You know, you have your beliefs. I have mine. Whatever. But then she can't just let it go. She's got to push the issue because she's a Karen. So then she continuously berates the guy saying the same goddamn thing over and over again. You need to put your mask on. You need to put your mask on. Sir, you need to put your mask on. You need to put your mask on. I mean, really. Of course, now the guy's getting irritated and the guy's telling her, leave me alone. Just walk away. Leave me alone. Just walk away. Leave me alone. Just walk away. And of course, Karen can't let it go. So Karen continues to push the issue. Sir, you need to put your mask on. To which the guy gets pissed and he tell, basically tells her to go fuck off. Well, now she's offended and now she feels threatened. So what does she do? She calls the police. And that's a Karen. I mean, what gives you the right to initiate a conflict and then claim the victim status? And we see it all the time. I mean, it's, that's, that's just one example, but you see it all the time. I think, you know, there's like uh, another good example is, is uh, you know, government officials will, you know, knowingly do things or say things that they know is going to piss somebody off. And then go cry to the media about how disrespectful a person was in response to them. Well, no shit, dumbass. When you intentionally form questions or, you know, say things that you know, I mean, look, these people aren't stupid. They know their audience. They know what they're going to say you know, what the words that are going to come out of their mouth are going to be words that are either going to, you know, get, you know, garner support for them or piss people off and they do it intentionally. Yeah. The other side of that coin is of course, you know, people fall into that trap all the time. I have a, per, my, my personal way of dealing with, with Karens and passive aggressive people is very simple when they start coming up and if they're, you know, doing their little passive aggressive shit with me, I just tell them to go fuck themselves and leave it at that. You know, if they don't like it, then that that's kind of their problem. And, you know, of course they go into, they go into Karen meltdown at that point, but it's just, it's just amazing to me that we have people that, and, and you know, it, it says a lot about the person really. Because if you have, if you live your life going out and acting like that, because you have nothing better to do, really, what a sad, miserable life you have to lead. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm on the wrong side of that. And, you know, that's just, you know, oh, 
we have to be kinder and gentler these days. We have to make sure that we're, you know, uh, I, I can't say a hundred percent inclusive because inclusive when, when the word inclusive is used, that doesn't include, you know, 53 or 54% of the population. So it's not really inclusive. They like to, that, that's another buzzword that, that, you know, if anyone, when anyone's using the word inclusive, um, yeah, well, we know where they're going. So, you know, these, these fucking Karens like to, like to start shit. Don't play into them. You know, one word, it, it infuriates them more when you use one word maybe two words, you know, fuck off, two words. We use two words and then that's it. And then ignore them. They can't handle that. They're, they're in like Karen overload at that point because they, they're, you know, they a hundred percent want the interaction and they a hundred percent want the conflict so that they can try to create something that's nothing. You know, I get it. Like I said, the mass thing, you know, people are very sensitive about that. And there's age groups, you know, if you're around age groups that, that, you know, that's important, then, you know, you should try to do it. But in general, I think that, you know, the people who are going out and trying to, uh, start this kind of shit are, are really just doing it just for that reason. They're just going out trying to cause conflict so they can get a fucking video that they can upload to TikTok or or fucking YouTube or or whatever they want to upload it to. So don't buy into it. Don't play their game. Flip the script, if you know what I mean. Another thing that's making me go, hmm, today, and we're going to talk about a little bit about sports. I've been looking at some of the NFL uh, offseason kind of moves. I don't want to say trades because it's really not a lot. Some of you know the NFC East. I'm a, listen. I'm a diehard Giants fan. I admit it. I know I'm going to take a lot of crap for that, but nobody in the NFC East is really worth a shit. Okay. So riddle me this, Batman. Why the hell would the Philadelphia Eagles get rid of Deshaun Jackson? Arguably one of their best players. If not their best player. Offensively, anyway. I just don't understand these teams... And these are all things that make you go, hmm, every year you, you have these teams that, you know, play like shit. And then here comes the NFL draft, you know, and they're going to they're going to release a wide receiver who's arguably one of the best. And then they're going to go, and, you know, I get it. It opens up like I think like six million dollars in their uh, uh, cap for for whatever. But who are they going to pick in the draft? Some defensive lineman? An offensive lineman? You don't have a quarterback. Now you don't have a wide receiver. A number, you know, a, a number one, number two wide receiver on your team that you just got rid of. 
so, and you're in a division that's the weakest fucking division in football. I mean, there's some college teams that could probably whoop the shit out of some teams on in the NFC East. So I just don't get, and you know, the Giants are the same way. Even years where the Giants had, you know, good seasons, a lot of times in the offseason, and sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes the players, you know, just don't want to resign and they want to go somewhere else, and that's fine. But for a team to just like arbitrarily get rid of star athletes when you suck already, that really makes you go, hmm. I'm I'm not sure what it takes to you know become like a general manager of a football team a, a shitty football team I mean you know the Cleveland Browns the Houston Texans the Texans I mean they've lost their whole fucking team I mean they granted you know they they've never made it to the to the big show but they've been in they've been in contention every year. And you know, now they've lost JJ Watt. They lost Clowney. They lost uh Deshaun Watson. I, I don't understand. What are you what are you doing? Do you not wanna and it, you know, is it ownership? Does ownership just not care? I mean, Dan Snyder are the Washington football team takes a lot of shit and has for years about his moves, but do they just not want to spend the money on a, on a team that's going to actually win and actually be able to be competitive? I don't get it. And fan, I mean, they're fans. I live in the DC area and I can tell you that Redskin fans or I'm sorry, football team fans were moderately happy with their season this year. I mean, they won the NFC East. Not that that's any fucking prize by any stretch of the imagination, because like I said, I think East Carolina Polytech probably could have won the NFC East this year. Nevertheless, they won their division, you know, so good on you. But what are they going to do? Are they going to keep a quarterback who, granted, he's coming back off of like a horrific injury, but he really wasn't that good. He really wasn't that good before the injury. They have no backup plan. I think they've gotten rid of three or four backup quarterbacks in the last two or three years. And really none of their backups were even legitimate, you know, potential starters anywhere. I mean, Colt McCoy, I mean, what do you, what do you say about Colt McCoy? I mean, he, the guy's never going to start anywhere. I don't know. Just makes you go, hmm. So I'm also going to talk about the NHL season. I thought at the beginning of the season I was going to like the format. 
you know, playing the same team a bunch of times in a short period of time, I thought was going to be entertaining to say the least. I'm kind of bored with it. I kind of think that it's a little bit too much. Seeing the same games over and over again, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think you really let you watch hockey and I love hockey. You watch hockey, you know, to see the different teams and how they match up and how they, uh, how they're going to play a team that maybe they're only going to play twice a year or three times a year. You kind of lost that this year. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else they were going to do to, to make a season. I mean, thank God they had a season. But you just, I don't know. For me, personally, it's just not as fun to watch. You know, every time on every time I turn on the NHL channel, all I see is, you know, the same two teams playing each other. I'm like, I just watched that game last night. Why do I want to watch it again? Now, you know, it gets a little chippy. I, I like that. But that's that's really the extent because I don't want to say the outcome is always the same, but generally speaking you know if you got a if you got two teams in your division that just suck and you're playing and you know every other team in that division is playing you know that's like seven or eight wins for the for the five other teams six other teams in your division almost all the time kind of clogs the top with those other four or five teams but i don't know i'm just not I'm just not feeling it, if you know what I mean. So I want to hear from you guys. Things that make you go, hmm. Things that maybe we can talk about on another episode. And they can be funny. They can be serious. You know, fucking Gorilla Goo Girl. That makes you go, hmm, like what genius thinks that it's a good idea to put fucking glue in your hair? Now, I can't say she's an idiot. She is an idiot, but she's not that dumb because she's made a considerable amount of money now because she did a stupid fucking thing. So, you know, hats off to her for... for monetizing her stupidity but is that really how you want your image to be reflected throughout the world as an idiot who puts fucking gorilla glue in your hair and then have to have it surgically removed i mean you know hey look everybody's all about the you know gofundme shit now so i i'm pretty sure that right after that happened she put in a big go there was a gofundme put in for her or she put it in herself where you know people donated for this plastic surgery that she had to have to have it removed. Again, good honor if she got people if she got other dumb people to donate money to her then good on you. Here's another thing that makes me go hmm. Everyone remember the Brett Kavanaugh impeachment hearing? 
or I'm sorry, not his impeachment hearing, the Brett Kavanaugh, SCOTUS um, hearings when he was going to SCOTUS. Of course, we all remember that, you know, there was a big to do about, you know, what he had done when he was, I don't know, what, 14, 15 years old, some stupid shit like that. Where's Christine Blasey Ford now? She's the one who came in and testified, the psychologist who came in and testified that, you know, somewhere in, you know, when they were 14, 15, 16 years old, she went to some house in some location that she doesn't remember. And she walked into the house and, you know, she went, she was brought into a room and, you know, Brett Kavanaugh was there and he sexually assaulted her and, and all that, but she couldn't remember when it happened. She couldn't remember where the house was. She couldn't remember how she got there. She couldn't remember how she got home, but she remembered it was him. Hmm. So you're a doctor of psychology and you thought that it was a good idea, you know, to, to heighten your reputation as a credible doctor of psychology to go testify in front of Congress, in front of the entire country, and quite frankly, the entire world. And that's your story? That's supposed to be believable? Hmm. But where is she? Because guess what? She had a GoFundMe page too after she testified. And I think it raised a little over a million dollars. For what? Because you went and testified and really said nothing other than, yes, it was Brett Kavanaugh who did this to me. But you couldn't remember anything else about the incident. You couldn't remember who else was there. The one person that you said was there came back and said, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> so where'd the money go? Where'd the million dollars go? And where are you? Because you haven't surfaced. I think you. she won some award at the end of last year. And I think she showed up to, She may, maybe she didn't. I don't know if she showed up or not. But she was given some award, which, you know, frankly, if you look at, you know, all of our Hollywood awards, and it's all bullshit anyway. So, yeah, you were given some, she was given some award for her bravery, which... I don't know, for a million dollars, I don't really call it bravery. I mean, it sounds more like a payoff to me because that, that if I remember correctly, that GoFundMe went from zero to, you know, six or seven hundred thousand dollars in 24, 48 hours. So where'd the money go? And what was it for? That really makes you go, hmm. And the whole thing with, you know, where did the other, where did the other, uh, people who falsely claimed that Kavanaugh had done things to them. They just disappeared like miraculously. And the other thing about Blasey Ford was she was here in DC when she did her testimony in the Montgomery County Sheriff where this allegedly happened, you know, years ago, the Montgomery County Sheriff, I believe, said, come to our office. You're here in the area. 
Come to our office. We'll take a report and we'll investigate it. She didn't do it. She didn't do it. She just did her testimony, jumped on a plane, and went back out to California. So it was that serious. It was serious enough for you to come all the way to D.C. to testify, but not serious enough to actually pursue the issue. Again. Hmm. Just don't get it. I don't get our current political state at all right now. And I'm not talking about one side or the other. I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about every single person that's up there. You, I just, you cannot trust a word that comes out of any of their mouths. They are all hell bent on getting reelected and that's it. There is no other purpose in their lives other than to make sure that they maintain a job for another two or six years. That's all I care about. I mean, it's obvious by the legislation that they pass. And not one of them. Yeah, you got one or two that'll say, that say, oh, I'm introducing legislation for term limits. Knowing full well that that shit's not going to get voted. It's not going to get an upvote. It's, it might get voted on, but it's not going to get an upvote. Because they have job security. They're in areas that they know they've got probably a 90 to 100% chance of being reelected every two or six years. So how do you stop that? How do you stop that mentality? Term limits. Because if they know that they, are, they can only serve for two six-year terms or you know, four two-year terms, then it's a lot more incumbent on them to actually listen to the people in their districts to get reelected. Right now, they don't have that worry. Not with the, not with the amount of money that goes into our elections now. Speaking of which, I'd be interested in seeing a third party, a strong third party. You know, not the Green Party, not the, you know, I love trees party, not the, you know, let fish swim party, whatever crazy ass parties we have out there right now. But a legitimate third party to rise. And start electing people. The problem is, how do you compete? How do you start a party that can compete with, you know, $50 million campaigns that are already established? They already have the war chest. It's impossible. Unless you get, you know, a war chat, you start, you know, that's, that, it would probably be like a five or six year process. I would think at this point where you just have somebody who creates a party and for four or five years, they don't put anybody on a ticket and they just collect money. And that you're talking about one person. You're not talking about, you know, 
electing half of Congress or anything, because, you know, that that would take decades. It would take decades to raise the kind of money that you need to make that happen. So it just makes you wonder why. Why have the two parties that exist made it that way? Pretty simple answer, I think. They made it that way because they want power. Power is money. Power is influence. Anyway, folks, I hope you enjoyed our first episode. We'll be back again next week with another segment. Again, if you want to email me, it's chris.hauk at yahoo.com. Send me an email. That's C-H-R-I-S dot H-O-W-K at yahoo.com. I will read your comments on air. And we will see you next time. I hope you enjoyed it. And please subscribe.